live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Bengal fan and Niner fan know exactly what I'm referring to. Bengal fan and Niner fan just experienced two of the absolute worst ways to lose a championship game. For instance, a sideline unnecessary roughness call in the final seconds that perfectly set up a game-losing field goal is an absolutely brutal way to lose the championship game. That entire Joseph Osai situation is about as bad as it gets, right? Especially because he was just trying to make a hustle play, and in the end, he was way more devastated by that than anybody else could have been. The guy was absolutely devastated. He owned it, couldn't have held it any better than he did. However, you can't make that penalty in that situation, and he understandably felt terrible about it. All that said, I could make a pretty strong argument that Frisco fan had it even worse. A Frisco fan. I could make an even stronger argument that Kyle Jr. Lobster Shanahan might be the unluckiest coach ever. At least Bengal fan got to see a real game. At least Bengal fan did not see their quarterback get hurt on the very first possession. At least the Bengals had a chance. In fact, more than one. But after all that hype and all that winning, the Niners went all the way to Philly and then essentially had no shot whatsoever. One possession in, and that was the ball game. Thanks for making the trip. Don't let the horse pies and the D-cells and the hammer-tossed gray goose bottles hit you on the way out. Let's not forget. Yeah, I got that on video. Let's not forget the fact that the Niners rolled into Philly on a 12-game heater. They had not lost a game in three months. They had the best defense in the league. And the junior lobster had just transformed that last pick in the draft and his third-string quarterback, into the very best story in the NFL. I mean, it's hardly even debatable whether or not this was Kyle Shanahan's best coaching job of his career. It was one of the best coaching jobs ever in anybody's career. And then, once again, all of that was gone in a single possession. It does not get any worse than that. Not for Lobster Jr., not for Niner player, and certainly not for... Frisco fan. A Frisco fan. Essentially, everybody in Frisco Nation, they felt the exact same way. And I think that George Kittle, legend and stud that he is, pretty much summed it up best after the game when he said it felt like this. How's that feel to lose in the NFC Championship game because I don't have a quarterback? Pretty (laughs) to be honest. Yeah, that's about it. How'd that feel? It felt pretty bleepy, to be honest. That's about it. I mean, you would think that it couldn't get any worse than that. That's pretty horrible. But, of course, it did get worse than that. It got worse than that when Tom Pelissero dropped the following tweet. Updating the status of the injured Purdy Wing. At Tom Pelissero, quote, 49ers QB Brock Purdy suffered a complete tear of the UCL in his throwing elbow and will undergo surgery per sources. Purdy is getting second opinions, but the initial hope is he can undergo a repair. 
not reconstruction, a.k.a. Tommy John, and will be ready for training camp. End of tweet. But we don't know that, though, do we? A repair versus a reconstruction. Tommy John or no? We don't know. We just know that it's all pretty brutal. So way to go, everyone who called Brock soft or complained that he took himself out of the game. I mean, your tolerance for this guy's pain threshold is incredible. And so is your stupidity. Good job, good effort. I know a lot of you have nothing better to do, but good job, good effort in questioning this guy's willingness to go, in questioning this guy's heart, in questioning this guy's toughness. Of course, big clock Brock desperately want to finish that game. Big clock Brock, BCB, waited his entire life for that moment. Dudes who get picked last in the draft are not supposed to start any NFL game at quarterback, much less an NFC championship game. You'd think that guy didn't want to go back in that game. Like, damn, Brock, what a wuss. I can't feel anything in my fingers. I'm numb. Why do I have to? Because... He allegedly can't feel anything in his fingers because he's got a shredded UCL. I mean, come on. This is what happens when you have little to no life. You immediately reach for your phone and you question some other dude's pain threshold, willingness to go, how much he cares, how much he cares about the game, his teammates. I mean, the dude had a completely shredded UCL. Got a couple of babies in here who are unwilling to play with a blown UCL. The dude couldn't go because the dude couldn't throw. And the dude couldn't throw because he had a completely blown UCL. And yet still went back out there to do what he could. So now the Niners are somehow in an even worse spot than they were 48 hours ago. Because they're essentially all the way back to square one at the most important position on the team. I mean, best case scenario, and who even knew what their plan was going to be anyway, right? But as it relates to Big Brock, best case scenario is apparently six months. And that's if he doesn't opt for Tommy John surgery. Hey, John. Hey, Tommy. And that would basically allow him maybe, maybe to be ready in time for camp. Maybe. I don't know. There's various reports and a lot of speculation on when he might or might not be ready. But best case scenario is still a terrible case scenario. And worst case scenario is really pretty horrible. Now, there is some reason for optimism because believe it or not, the same exact injury that Nick Mullins picked up when he was starting in San Fran for an injury with Jimmy G back in 2020 was this. And he managed to recover without, hey, John. Without, hey, John, hey, T- hey TJ. Hey, hey, John, time to get Tommy hey, John, John surgery. Time to meet Mr. Rome. Anyway, this is how unlucky Kyle Shanahan is. Dude is living through a UCL tear for a Jimmy G backup following a season-ending 
Jimmy G injury for the second time in three years. Meanwhile, where exactly is Trey Lance in all of this? Trey Lance is still recovering from two surgeries on that broken ankle, but is expected to be back in time for the start of next season. But again, is he even ready from a quarterback standpoint? You know, how do they feel about him? Where does this leave him? And the timetable for his return is still up in the air as well. So to me, with Trey Lash, you got two things going. One, is he physically going to be sound? Probably. But how do they feel about him at quarterback? Do they even know what they have in him yet? Is he even ready yet? And then on top of that, the answer is you don't know. The answer then is, or the question then is, what do we do about smiling Jimmy G, who just could not get enough of that loss on Sunday? I mean, my man could not wipe that grin off his face, which never made any sense because if the Niners had somehow found a way to win that game, it would have been Jimmy G in line to start the Super Bowl. Actually, that's why it does make sense. Maybe that's why my man was grinning hysterically throughout that entire game, at least when they had him on camera. The guy who stepped in for him and went phenom and went historic and ripped his job, just went down. What if somehow, some way, and they were still in the game after it happened, what if somehow, some way, they could work a miracle and win that game? Then equally miraculous would be Jimmy G himself possibly just showing up for the Super Bowl and winning that game. No wonder my man was so giddy on the sideline. No wonder that grinning fool was ear to ear because he just realized, dang, I may have just lucked into a Super Bowl appearance that I in no way deserve, that I had nothing to do with. Hell, I'd be like this too. Are you craving some protein after a good workout? Don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender. It's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you are buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. And if you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? I mean, maybe he had a solid explanation. Maybe somebody just told him a funny joke repeatedly. I don't really know. I, I don't. It's hard for me to read body language. I have no idea what it is. Just as I know that the cameras didn't catch anybody else grinning deliriously on the sideline during that beatdown except Jimmy G. I don't know. I don't know. We're only left to speculate. Maybe he was happy because he saw that whole thing playing out like that. Maybe, I don't want to say he was happy that somebody got hurt. I know that's not the case. I I just don't know. Who's cracking jokes during that beatdown? Anyway, as where does it leave us? As of right now, the Niners can't be positive. They'll have any quarterback available for training camp. And, of course, that leaves the door open for an entirely new round of offseason Niner QB speculation which is fascinating. Fascinating to think what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch might do. Of course, you got Bacon 45. Bacon 45 is right (laughs) in the center of the speculation for all the obvious reasons. He's free and clear. 
He's got Bay Area roots. It would be much like Tampa stepping into a near-perfect situation with a team that's ready-made to win right now. It makes sense. Oh, okay. It makes perfect sense, except that he's 45. But Kyle Shanahan's proven he can win with pretty much anybody. So you have that. You've got Aaron Rodgers, of course, except Aaron Rodgers is not free and clear. Aaron Rodgers has got two years left. Aaron Rodgers has got big money left on that contract. So they'd have to make a deal for him, and let's face it, Frisco does not have a lot of draft capital. Then you've got Derek Carr. Derek Carr could be in the mix, although he is probably, that car, car is a less attractive possibility maybe than even the two dudes who are older than him. So, I ask you, Frisco fan, hey, Frisco you, you, chill, fan. you chill dudes, you tell me, who, who would you like to see? Who do you want? Which quarterback would give you the best rush or buzz this offseason? Like, dude, how psychedelic would it be if Aaron was in the Bay, brah? Or are we going to just call it Trey Area still? Or maybe Bacon45 will bring some dank seeds left over from when he was in the Bay Area as a kid. Like back in the, I don't know, 40s or whenever he was there. You know, you know, like peace, love, and one year of Bacon Face. Maybe we could have another run at Woodstock. Woodstock in the Bay Area. Although you'd never talk Woodstock 99 when there were all those feces in the concrete at that airport. You know, or maybe like Danny Dimebags. Ask the QB on the left-hand side. Ask what's left of the QB's face on the left-hand side. Yeah, I don't know about that whole weight loss thing, dude. I know he lost half his face. I just don't know if it was weight loss. You feel me? No wonder my voice won't come back. I keep doing things like this. You know what? When it comes to signing a quarterback, I actually have a different thought of, uh, point of view. A different thought. Maybe they should just well keep Purdy, Trey, Jimmy G., Josh Johnson, and sign Brady, Aaron, and Derek Carr. Because with Shanahan's luck, all nine of them will be starting by week nine. I'd get Geno Smith. I'd get Lamar Jackson. I'd get Sam Darnold. I'd get Sam Bradford. I'd see what he's up to. Jacoby Brissett, come on down. I'd put Christian McCaffrey on a throwing program this offseason. Jameis Winston would be a blast. I mean, better yet, bring them all in. Bring them all in, and then that way you've got a bullpen. And you can always have a guy getting loose in a bullpen. Yo, yo, get Jameis up. Get Jameis up. Why is Jacoby throwing on the side? Just getting some work in. If you get Rod Beck warmed up, if if you've got 53 guys on a roster, I'd make 20 of them quarterbacks with Kyle's luck. How about the beard, Brian Wilson? Let's get weird.
Let's get weird. I don't think that it's either or. I think it's all of the above. That's the kind of luck that Kyle's had. Hey, Frisco fans, seriously. Hey, Frisco What do you fan. think? Let's get weird. You know what? We should get weird. Let's get weird because somebody's going to get hurt. We know this, especially with the Niners. So that's just in. And for everybody who could not wait to thumb out, hey, wuss, get your ass back in the game. Come on, man. Yeah, because big clock Brock was not going to do everything he could to be out there. Dude's arm is about to fall off his body altogether. Like, there, you know how sometimes when you lose teeth or an ear, somebody has to go find it? Like the ear, for instance. You got to go find it and put it on ice so that way they can sew it back on. That was going to be that dude's arm. Yeah, no shortage of people questioning this guy's toughness. Do you have any idea what a miracle it was that he threw that one screen pass even? That three yards should have gone into the book is a 300-yard game. The guy threw two passes when he came back in. Should have counted for 500 yards. <laughs> Best sound ever. You know what that is? That is Shopify's new sales sound. If you don't know what that means, I'll tell you what it is. That's your sign to this year. Finally forget about those run-of-the-mill resolutions and instead start your own New Year's revolution. It is the sound to start selling on Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. It doesn't even matter what you're selling. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, all lowercase, Go to shopify.com slash Rome to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. Ed Cooley is my guest. Ed, it is great to have you back. How are you? Jim, my brother, I love love being on with you. You always give me incredible energy. I love being on with you. Thanks a lot for thinking about it. My man, Ed, I, sincerely, I mean this. I should do this way more often, and you always give me the same exact energy in return. This is why I need to have you back on. So bring me up to date. I thought you guys played really well in your non-conference portion of your schedule, even better in conference play. Overall, how pleased are you with this group as you get ready to grind it out down the stretch? Obviously, big game tomorrow, yet when you look at us having eight new players, no returning starters, you know, you know, the expectation on our program has grown substantially, which is awesome, yet to get a group together that doesn't know each other, doesn't know how to open doors, don't say please, don't say thank you as a unit yet, to get them to buy in so quickly is a credit to the staff, it's a credit to the players um, buying in. You know, we couldn't play as competitive a non-conference schedule as we wanted based on who are we and who were we going to become. So we have some interesting pieces that had to come together as a family first 
before we could appreciate the winning. And as guys bought in more and more, I give them a lot of credit because we sacrificed for the group. Lo and behold, we're where we are today because of that sacrifice, and I couldn't be more proud of the team. Ed Cooley joining us. You beat me to it. I wanted to ask you about that because I was going to point out that you've got four guys who are averaging in double figures, which is obviously a good thing, but knowing you, knowing the way you coach, these guys are not going to be out there if they're not willing to do the hard work on both ends of the floor and give themselves up for the team. Given all the new faces, I understand the buy-in, but how did you get these guys to buy in and share the ball and do the dirty work and learn to open the doors? How were you able to get that process to work as quickly as it has? I give our staff a lot of credit. Our staff is, to me, one of the most undervalued staffs in America. We've been together a long time, and a continuity amongst it helps me as the leader send the message, daily message. And that, to me, is culture, a daily habit that becomes the routine. And they're able to echo the same command on how we grow together. There's going to be failure. It's okay. There's going to be ups and downs. But to build a consistent winner, you have to deal with chaos. You have to deal with disappointment. You have to understand that it's not going to be your way. It's going to be our way. And if you can check your ego at the door, but play with toughness, play with passion and desire, play with a relentless attitude of, I don't care about a mistake, you will find yourself on top of every mountain you've ever dreamed about. My man, the Providence head basketball coach, Ed Cooley, is joining us. And then, Ed, you talk about team, you talk about the unit, but there are some individuals. Now, I understand they're part of a bigger unit, but let me ask you about a couple of guys. Your point guard, Jared Bynum, went for 17 of his 19 in the second half against Villanova in that great road win. How great was it for you to see him back on the floor doing the things that you know he's capable of doing and leading from the front? You know, it was awesome because, you know, we lost him for five games and, you know, we we had three and two in those games and we were right there with the other two at, at Marquette and at Creighton. But, you know, he's the table setter. He's been there. He's done that. He's confident. He's able to echo the command from the leadership that he's coached to do. And to put him out there in that situation and he says, Coach, we're good. I love when a player's voice is louder than the coach's voice with their teammates. Because players respect players that put time in, and Jared's done that at an elite level, and we're going to need him to play at that level in order for us to be a championship-caliber team. So, Ed, what about the big man at Croswell? He does – I mean, does he not personify everything you want your guys to be and do and how hard he works and how much he cares? He personifies my style. You know, it's not the prettiest, but he's tough, he's gritty, he just finds a way. And well, I look at all these stats of, you know, this big man, that big man. I will put Ed Croswell up head to head against any college player in America that sits in front of the rim that calls themselves a five man. He is just relentless. He personifies who Providence College men's basketball is. We're not the prettiest. Don't want to be pretty. All we want to do is find a way. And Ed Croswell has found his way. He found a home at Providence, and I'm grateful to him. Ed Cooley is joining us, and I know you don't get too caught up in any of this. You don't want your guys to either. But with all the new faces, the coaches picked the team to finish fifth in the Big East. Now, the media is one thing. What do any of us really know? But the coaches know. They absolutely know. Given how competitive and prideful you know this group to be, did they see that? Did they immediately begin to convert that into fuel? What did they do with that? Anything? You're going to love this answer. My college buddies from Stonehill, I talk about all the time. We have an annual trip every year in Florida. And this year, we're taking it to Eagle River, the lake house. Yes. 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 We are. I love that. Who's, who's got the lake John, house in Eagle River? Uh, uh, Steve McCracken, my buddy from college, 
you know, we go down at Lance Coderre, Dave, Pete Boyle. So all my college buddies, we all get together, Stevie Haynes. And I think this year we're coming up to Eagle River in Wisconsin. And they talked about that. So we're on this chat all the time. And they said, wow, you guys were picked fifth. I said, well, it's the coach's opinion. And as you know, what does a preseason poll mean? We, you know, we picked Marquette ninth. They may be a top five team in America. I picked Xavier to win because they remind me of our group last year. They're old. They have a great coach. They have great players, added a great transfer in Boone. So preseason predictions don't mean anything. What it, who are we at the end? Not how you start. It's how you finish. And our goal is to try to be the best that we can at the end. But Eagle River, I thought you'd get some juice out of that one, dog. Dude, you can't believe it. I mean, you can't believe how fired up I am for that. Now I need to know. I mean, I don't want to overstep my boundaries here, Ed, but do you know when that trip is going down? It's some, it's sometime, I think, in May, um, late April, early May, we normally go down there. And let me tell you, these guys are amazing. Jeff Potter, Derek German, Steve McCrack, these guys are just, you know, they're my brothers. And they, they're big, big Friar fans. They follow every game. We got Pete from Cleveland in there from all over the America. Florida, uh, you know, Austin, Texas, Southern California, Orange County. It's, we come from everywhere and get together, and it's like, it's just like, you know, we're back at the dorm and we're back in, you know, the locker room playing. So those are, and they're big fans of yours, brother, really big fans. Yeah, it's one of the best things that I think I've ever heard. Have you been to Eagle River yourself? I don't know if I know how to spell Eagle River, but I'm going to go up there. Oh, dude, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. In fact, I'm thinking about whether you like it or not, whether I'm invited or not, I'm thinking about changing my vacation. I always go there in the summertime, but I didn't know you fellas were going in the springtime. I'm going to have to change my vacation. You got an open invitation. You know, your people all have our, our, our phone contact. We'd love for you to be there. We'll get out on the lake. We'll hang out. Well, you know. You know, we play a lot of games. We play some golf. We have a great time, and we'd love to have you. I know. I'd love to have you guys at my house. Hey, now, are you craving some protein after a good workout? Of course. Can I tell you, I'm starving after every workout. So, this time, do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead. Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and it's tender. And it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And Old Trapper is a family-owned business that takes smoked beef extremely seriously. And you can taste it in every single bite. I mean, who wants dried out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned is sweetened with a touch of brown sugar goodness. Teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy for those who like to take things up a notch. So next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see exactly what you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You'll see it. This is incredible. I love this so much. Ed Cooley is my guest. Listen, you mentioned Xavier. They're number 16 right now, and that's another major test. The last time you took them on a year ago, you won in Triple OT. You touched on their experience, their coaching. What makes Xavier so tough, and how do you see tomorrow's matchup? Well, first of all, they have a great team. Sean, Sean Miller and I, we were fortunate with his brother, Archie. We coached the 19 and under team in Crete, Greece, that won a gold medal in uh, 2000, I'm going to say 16 or 17, 
We had Jason Tatum. I mean, we, we had a really, really good team, won in overtime against Croatia. And you're not going to find a better person coached than Sean Miller, who inspires his guys. And with a veteran group that he inherited, I think Travis Steele did a great job developing that group. Now here you are, a veteran coach coming in, and he has them clicking on all cylinders. They are elite offensively. Not good. They are elite offensively. They have a pro prospect in Kobe Jones, who nobody talks about, who to me is one of the most underrated players in America. It, it, it all fits for them right now. I just hope we're better than them by a half a point tomorrow night because it should be an exciting Big East matchup. No doubt. A great, great Big East matchup. We're talking to Ed Cooley. You know, Ed, I think that all the things you just said about him, a lot of people would say about you. You know, you look back on your career. You were an assistant coach for Al Skinner, both at the University of Rhode Island and Boston College. Al is such a highly respected figure, especially in East Coast hoops, going back to his playing days with Dr. J in the ABA. How did working with Al helped to shape you as a head coach? You know, Coach taught me a lot about patience. He talked to me. He's a mentor of all mentors to me with respect to don't get too high, don't get too low. Give your players all the confidence to be better than they think. Hold them accountable. And a lot of the things, Coach, uh, Jim, a lot of things people don't look at is when I was a kid, the black coaches in America, there were three, John Thompson, Nolan Richardson, and John Chaney. So growing up, I always wanted to be a coach and to have a minority like Al give me an opportunity to sit in the seat I am now. I don't think that's spoken about enough now. And I think the minorities have all been hired. Uh, a lot more have been hired. But those were the guys that gave we now sitting in the leadership position the opportunity to live our dream too. And Jim, I don't think that's spoken up enough. We need more opportunities for young men and women who are different to live their dream just like everyone else. You bet. You bet. Ed Cooley joining us. You know, Ed, when you mentioned where you grew up, obviously you're in a part of a country where, well, you grew up. You were born and grew up. You're a Providence. Fit is everything. Is there a better fit than you and that school anywhere right now? Honestly, Jim, as you know, you never say never. Right. Things change. Things could happen. Your life changes. Your kids grow up. Fit for me is so, so important, not just from the basketball standpoint, but from life. Where are you happy? Where can you grow? And as a leader and as I've grown, where can you have an impact on someone else's life? How will you as a leader help changing other lives? How will you give them back to something that's greater than yourself? Because we all look in the mirror and only want to see our own eyes. I want to see everyone else's eyes and impact them. You never say never because everything changes in life. But if you're in a leadership position at a place that gave you an opportunity, at a place where you were born, then you owe it to that community to be the best that you can to help shape other lives that if they come from a difficult background, it's okay being different. It's okay not being okay. Smile, say please, say thank you, and give back. I think that's really important what you just said, Ed, and we're hearing that phrase more and more. But what does that mean to you? It's okay to not be okay. Well, I've been, I grew up not being okay. And I've embraced it. I've embraced being different. I've embraced going against the status quo. I've embraced just letting people know who I am, the person, not the coach. Like, everybody listens to Jim Rome. You're going to have a – people who know Jim and not the Rome and not the jungle are the people that know you the best. People that know me as Ed and not as coach, those are the people that know me. 
So when you allow people to get to know you as the person, then you've changed lives. Ed Cooley joining us. Ed, one last thought. It's very clear. I mean, you are very open and upfront about what you would like to do, what your mission is, what you are here to do. You want to make it better. You want to help change lives. In terms of those coming through the program, generally, what are the kids looking for now? Are they looking for what they can get from NIL? Are they looking to get to the NBA? Are they looking to improve on a daily basis? Or better yet, who are you looking for when you bring somebody in? Great question. And I, I'm thinking about that as you're asking that. First and foremost, everybody we recruit wants to go to the NBA. Sure. Everybody recruit now wants to have a conversation about NIL, playing time. I want to coach a kid who has a chip, that has an ego checked at the door, that is tough. They don't have to be the most skilled, most talented, but are you willing to sacrifice for the betterment of the group? Do you value education? Do you open doors for people? Do you smile? Do you have gratitude of appreciation and just living in the moment to help. When you think about yourself, it's hard to advance. When you think of others, you climb over mountains. Those are the attitudes and people I want to be around. And hopefully we've attracted those people like a LaDante Hinton, who is now on the staff, like a Kyron Cartwright, who's now on the staff that we recruited, that have come from and now are starting to arrive. Those are the people I want to be around. You don't need the most talented people to be successful. You need hungry, driven passionate caregivers, and those people are the ones that change the world and win games. Love it so much. One quick follow, and I'll let you go. That notion of you're looking for somebody with a chip, if they don't have a chip, can they manufacture a chip? Can they develop a chip? Or do they need to have a chip when they walk through that door? I'm going to ask you this. How many times do you say that person has it? If you don't got it, it's hard to give it to you. So can you teach somebody edginess? Yeah, but the ones who have it are the ones that help win championships. Ed, the thing is, I keep trying to let you go, but then I have to keep asking you. The the way I always describe it is you don't know exactly what it is, but you know it when you see it. How would you define it? Ooh, passion, toughness, um can handle chaos, can stay in the moment in the most adverse times, make special plays, make other people feel like they're important, give back to something that helps the whole, um, you know, just swag. You know what I mean? Like walk in a room like you belong. Don't be apologetic for kicking somebody's tail. Shake somebody's hand after you beat them by 30. Shake somebody's hand when you lose by 30. All of that ties into it. And you know it when you see it, you smell it, you touch it. Man, I love it. Man, that was the best definition of it I've heard in my 30-plus years of doing this. He is the head basketball coach at Providence. He's got it coming out his ears. The Friars, 17-5 overall. They're 9-2 and in Big East Conference play, and they've got a big one against Xavier, and Ed Cooley is going to make his first run to Eagle River soon enough. Hey, Ed, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Eagle River. I know you've got business before then. My brother, it is great to have you back on the show. I respect and appreciate you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you, Jim. Thanks a lot, brother. (laughs) Best sound ever. You know what that is? That is Shopify's new sales sound. If you don't know what that means, I'll tell you what it is. That's your sign to this year. Finally forget about those run-of-the-mill resolutions and instead start your own New Year's revolution. 
It is the sound to start selling on Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. It doesn't even matter what you're selling. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. I mean anything. Succulents or stilettos. Flaky salt or fine art prints. All sorts of categories. Fashion, home and garden, health and beauty. Essentially anything. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Rome to take your business to the next level today, shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. I afraid What's going on, my brother? We've all been watching that monster in KC perform like no athlete ever has and always behind him for the world to see a beaming Mr. Burrow smiling Patrick's dad all right so this in and of itself is amazing but if you don't know the history you don't know why that's amazing you throw it back again remind me Alvin his original phone call off of that original tune was what? 20 years earlier? 2004. So nearly 20 years earlier, the very same Iafredi did this about somebody else. By the way, he sounds exactly the same. Perform like no albino. The albino in reference is Alvin's mentor and predecessor, Brian Whitey Albers. And also, keep in mind, I afraid he is playing the keyboard himself for this. So why is he doing this? What is this song in reference to? Another song! John Neves, a singer-songwriter from back in the day, sent me a song about Michael Jordan's dad. Here's the original song that started the whole thing. I know this is thick. I know this is deep. So why am I doing this? At the time I said to Neems, that's about the worst song I've ever heard, Neems. And Neems, understandably, because that was his life's work, and one of the things he was most proud of was very unhappy with me. And remained unhappy with me. And we beefed for the better part of a decade. But then we made up. And you had I Afraid he do the original Whitey's Dad. And then he did Patrick's Dad yesterday. And then I had to tell the whole story. You know, a story that's transpired over the better part of a quarter century. And yet, here we are. And then Chalk says to me, Neems is on the phone. I'm like, first of all, Chalk, how would you even know if it's Neems? Were you even born when Neems made that first call? I don't know. So Chalk says, we think it's Neems. Alvin thinks it's Neems. I'm like, all right, let's find out. So that this, this is the guy who started the whole thing. This is the whole thread. This goes all the way back to the 90s. We go to the phones, and I think it's Neems. John Neems. Neems, is that in fact really you? <laughs> 
John Neems my ass. It's Bruce in Ottawa. Ah. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Y'all thought that was Neems? But then again, y'all never met Neems or heard Neems, so you probably wouldn't know if it was Neems. That was pretty funny. I, I honestly thought it was. I thought it was because they all thought it was. That's pretty funny. I mean, Chalk, like sometimes Chalk gets cute and will set me up for something or Chalk won't know, but Chalk really thought it was. So then what does he do? He defers to the authority that is Alvin. Alvin would know. Fact of the matter is, not only did you fools get played, you got played by Canada. That was one of the better Canadian contributions ever to the program. Who says that this show won't work in Canada? Who says Canada doesn't make it better? We just got worked by Ottawa. Was he from Ottawa? Or Saskatchewan? I know it wasn't Toronto. I know it wasn't Calgary. Go under the hood, Alvy. Check the review. Let's go to New York for the review. We just got worked by Canada. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, man. You know what? I'll tell you why that was funny. Not only did he get on the air and convince us that he was Neems, we got worked because he got me to take three or four minutes to set the whole thing up, and we got worked. Let's listen to this again. It took me three or four minutes to set the entire thing up about how we found the original Neems, and wow, this is going to be a moment. Yo, Neems, is that really you? John Neems. Neems, is that in fact really you? <laughs> Woo! John Neems, my ass. It's Bruce in Ottawa. Ah. Dude, not exactly the same sort of straight fire that Travis Kelsey had, but I see what you did. And no clones. Let me just stop. That's what he was trying to do. No clones. Bruce in Ottawa's call was not better than Matt in Vancouver's call or anybody else from Canada. But he did get over. He got us. 1-800-636-8686. I love the (laughs) names quote, the fake names. Now we have a fake names. Bruce in Ottawa told Shock that he was upset that I broke my 20-year truce. That's how we got through. <laughs> this is Bruce in Ottawa sitting around going, what can I do today? I've got no life. What can I do today? What can I do? I got nothing to do. I'm unemployed. I got no life. I'm bored out my ass. What do I do? Let me see if I can hook Rome. Let me see if I can hook Chalk. Let me see if I can hook the Rome show. I'll tell him I'm Neems. And I'll tell him I'm pissed that he broke our 20-year truce. Touche, Bruce. My snowmobile is broken. The ice fish are not biting. I misplaced one of my snowshoes. They closed the local hockey rink today. 
There aren't enough guys to play pond hockey. I know. I'll call Rome and pretend I'm Neems. <laughs> Woo! John Neems, my ass. It's Bruce in Ottawa. <laughs> John Neems, my ass. It's Bruce in Ottawa. That is so stupid. It's funny. Man, and if that's so stupid, it's funny. How stupid are we? <laughs> Jamie in Green Bay. How did the XR4TI fall for that fake names? Get your house in order, Rome. Dude, fair. Fair. How did you knuckleheads fall for that? He's right. Get your house in order, Rome, is fair. And deserved. Stucknut writes, does fake names know fake Joe Flacco? Who do you guys have this weekend? Uh, I think we'll play the Steelers. Ah! You think? That's not who you have this weekend. At WNY Water Cooler writes, I'll take more Bruce in Ottawa over drowsy drizzle calls. Planet Wilson, Bruce in Ottawa is the best call of the day. Give him his smoker now. Let's go to the phone. South Jersey. Jason. Good to have you, Jason. What's up? Jimmy, thanks for the vine, my friend. A couple of things I want to touch on here. We're all fired up for the Eagles Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, the Kelsey brothers, everybody's fired up for the first brother matchup in the Super Bowl. I think it's time we start naming these two the most talented, decorated, and successful brothers in NFL history. You know, Peyton and Eli both have had great careers. They both got two Super Bowls. Well, after this Super Bowl, one of those Kelsey brothers will have their two. The other one has one. And I'm hoping it's uh, Jason and the Eagles to get the win this week, and then Travis can get his second elsewhere. But I really think these two are the best brothers to ever put on cleats and shoulder pads. Speaking of the Eagles, you know, it might take more than another Super Bowl win for us to forget Howie Roseman in the, in the brain fart with Jalen Rager over <laughs> – or I'm sorry, uh, over Justin Rager over uh, Justin Jefferson, but uh, he made some magical moves this year. He was one of the main guys to get us in this spot. You know, bringing Hassan Reddick back, a local boy, big, big move. And another undecorated guy with the Eagles, honestly, I think is Coach Jeff Stalin. He's going to go down as probably the most best offensive line coach ever. He had two national championships with Alabama and hopefully getting his second right now. And uh, I know they call them hoagies around here, Jim, but I'm really hoping for a uh, – a championship Eagle sandwich. You know, we had the Phillies with the magical run to get to the World Series. I mean, this place was on fire. That was a great, fun team to watch. And now we got Eagles in the Super Bowl, and then we're going to sit back and watch Joel Embiid help get the Sixers, hopefully, a strong playoff run. Finally, Jimmy, I just wanted to touch base on uh, a little horse racing here. I know you're a big horse racing guy. I am, too. I grew up in Saratoga Springs last week. I got to catch the Eclipse Awards, and I'm so happy to see the story of Cody's Wish winning story of the year. I don't know how much you know about that story, Cody's Wish winning the Breeders' Cup Mile, but if you haven't seen the story and know the backstory about the kid Cody and who the horse was named after, you really, really should. Uh, again, thanks for Divine. Big, big fan. Uh, war. Cheer. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm going to overrule that, Jason, if you're still there. Jason, you still there? 
I am, man. Sorry, I just... No, uh, no, no, Alvin, you lose, Alvin. You, Jason, you wore... No, 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 dude, 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 slow down. Hold up. You wore whatever you want to wore. I just overruled Alvin for the first time ever on a run. Go ahead, Jason. What were you going to wore? I wanted to wore shared belief getting into the Racing Hall of Fame. Um, You know, a great story, and I'm so sorry for your loss when it happened, and still am, and uh, I think he was talented enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Like I said... uh, I'm up in Saratoga every summer for a week catching the races, and I, you know I'd love to be able to see him in there. My man, appreciate you, Jason, very much. Rack him, Alvin. Would you ever do him like that again, Alvin? Rack him. He had so many good takes. Yeah, I agree. I, I haven't. I don't spend a lot of time on this because it's kind of a personal thing, but I've mentioned it. I agree. It, it's it, very important to me that shared belief gets into the Hall of Fame, and he's not. He's not in the Hall of Fame right now. Good night!